All right, guys, welcome back to the Old Glory Red Report supporter channel for the supporters by the supporters. I'm joined by Mark Anthony as always, KCJ, thanks for watching. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible game over there in Las Vegas. It, it was not good. Uh, there's, there's bad games and then there's bad games. And this one, I think the team just kind of fell apart, especially after that first Vegas goal. Yeah, very disappointing. I was so disappointed. I looked in my closet this morning and found the most disappointing shirt I could find. That's uh, my Manchester United shirt. Uh, disappointing season for them. And back to our boys. Man, that was one of the most disappointing games that was, I have watched our team play. It was awful. In a very long time. I mean, of course, losing in the playoffs last year, that was that's always disappointing to get knocked out. The season is over. But in terms of just a 90-minute performance, it, we had one of those halves like we had against Reno last year where we gave up the three goals like in succession it was like bang 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 game and that over. was pretty bad last year too that was very similar yeah to this yeah uh, let's kind of start breaking it down we'll start out with the starting 11 elliot did make some lineup changes but he didn't change the formation we just slotted some different players into that four two three one pretty much did the same kind of tactics that we saw do you think those changes worked? What was your opinion of those changes? Uh, why is Awasa on the bench is, the, I think, the question that everybody wants to know. Is he hurt? If he is, why has he been playing the last two games off the bench? It would seem to be make more sense to me if he was hurt that he would just not play and then maybe try to get full speed and start here in an upcoming game. But you have to think it's injury because... Well, you can't take our most potent attacking player and leave him on the bench two games in a row for tactical reasons, right? We did hear that he got a knock a couple games back, and uh, he has kind of been getting worked in, I think, by the coach to getting back up to full fitness. But I think it's what you said. Why not just send him out a whole game, let him get back to fitness and get back to starting? He start. He belongs in our starting 11, and off the bench, I just don't think it does, his just, does him justice. I can't speak today. Um... What about Partain and Alleman getting the starts? What do you think about those guys? I think Alleman deserved the start because he has shown some ability in the games where he's come on, come on as a sub. And honestly, the players in front of him just haven't been producing, so you might as well throw him out there. Partain, I thought, was a real key bright spot for us. Not only yeah, the goal, absolutely. but I like his movement. I'm a big fan of his. I think that we're a better team when he's in the lineup. He always provides a spark in terms of he can score a goal like we saw. We saw him last year score a couple big goals yeah. for us. But he provides a lot of movement, and I think that he brings a little bit of flair to the team that sometimes we might be lacking in the central part of the field. Yeah, me and John talked about it. Um, when we played that friendly against Stanford, we saw Partain and Horde actually get the start in that game too and play in that game, and they both looked terrific. They came into this Las Vegas game, and at least in that first half, they looked really good. They did partner up to get the first goal of the game, which was a beautiful cross-in by Horde that just happened to find Partain and go in. I think those two players were terrific for us and would like to see them starting more in the future. Horde, definitely. Uh, good point to bring him up. You know, he's been a player that hasn't been a regular for us, but I feel like every time he's in, I, I think he makes a difference. Yeah. Even if he doesn't get on the score sheet uh, or get an assist, I still feel like he always puts in a good shift. And I can't say the same for some of our other wingers. To me, sometimes when they don't perform, they don't really stand out in other facets of the game. But Horde always puts in a good shift he always presses really high and I just think that he when he's in there he can create some turnovers 
and you know create some counterattacks for our team. So I thought he was a bright spot for sure, and obviously got the assist. Yeah, it's just for me, it's just that the coach keeps trying to slot these different players into the same formation. I think he needs to find some formations that maybe suit our players a little better. Um, we've kind of talked about it in the past, and on the last day of the Republic, we kind of talked about maybe doing like a 4-1-4-1 or changing it up and, and trying to work the players into a position where they can achieve more. Do you think the coach needs to do that? Are you kind of happy with what he's been doing? I mean, you know, we scored two goals in this game, but at the same time, one was a consolation goal at the end when we were down three. I don't really count that, you know. Vegas I mean, takes her foot on, off the gas. Good on Blackwood. But. For sure. I mean, it's always nice to get a goal, but Vegas takes her foot off the gas. You know, it counts, obviously, but in terms of how our play was, I don't know. We scored two goals, but I don't feel like we were dominant in terms of the chances created. We had a few more shots on goal, but Vegas also is a team that allows a ton of shots on goal. So I still feel like we were so stagnant in that attacking third. We were, we were chatting during the game. We didn't watch it together, but we were talking throughout it. And it's like we, we are so, like, I don't know what it is, but it's like we get to the attacking third and we run out of ideas. And it's like we play wide. Oh, it's a 1v1. Oh, that doesn't work. Well, I guess let's recycle it to the back and then swing it to the other side. That doesn't work. I still don't see a philosophy where there's a lot of movement or creativity or players just kind of like, you know, maybe playing some one-twos or maybe a third run. I just think it's so, like, it's almost like we're, our team is like a foosball team. Like, they're, like, stuck in, like, certain spots of the field, and there's not a lot of interplay going on. Yeah, we kind of need to find something to open it up and find where each player can be more creative. You know, find the position that best suits Iwasa, playing along a guy like Horde who can serve it up. Maybe even going back to a 4-4-2, throwing Bonomo and Iwasa up top. Let Horde throw in some crosses. Let Warner throw in some crosses. It it's would just point, be man. something different, and it would liven up the attack. We have a great defense. You wouldn't know it in this Las Vegas game, but we do have a great defense, and I think that they could hold out no matter what formation we go in. We need to give those front line a better chance, in my opinion. The yeah. The first half was kind of dull. It kind of had plays on both sides. I, I think it was an okay half, but it didn't really... We had control, right? But yeah. we just didn't... We didn't look like we were likely to score, in my opinion, but we had control. All the action happened in the second half of this game, and it was really after Pereira... Parara? Oh, Para. Para? Yeah. There you go. Got that first goal, and we just started to look nervous after that. Everyone on the pitch started to look nervous. Vegas started pressing us a little bit more, and we started making sloppy decisions. I mean, two bad mistakes from Cohen. I, I, at least in my opinion, they're bad mistakes from Cohen on the first two Vegas goals. Yeah, obviously it's a game that he wants to forget, definitely. Um, Which is out of his like likelihood. Like We don't see that from him ever. I mean, he's very solid in performance, and that was very unlike him. Yeah, I mean, definitely the one on the cross where he just – mishandles it, gives him a goal. I mean... Yeah, that was the 70th one minute. Uh, 71st minute for that one, yeah, that one is just... It's one where you don't watch the film. You yeah. just, you just uh, if you're Elliot and you're, and you're reviewing the tape with the, with the boys, you just fast forward past it because he knows he screwed up. Everyone knows it was a mistake. It's embarrassing to look at it again, and I, mean, it it, I don't think it'll happen again. And it just went right out and right into the Vegas's lap. I mean, nothing you can do about that. And like you said, it's not something that we've seen before. So I mean, 
It's just one. I think it's a one-off. It was terrible timing because we go down to one instead of, you know, looking to go up in that situation. He handles the cross. Maybe we counter. Maybe some way we pull out a 2-1 win or something. But obviously, you're down 2-1 at that point. The game completely changes. Well, and like I said, we looked nervous from that first Vegas goal. And ever since then, we were just kind of on the back hill. We were misplacing passes. We weren't as creative going forward. I mean, not that we were very creative before that, but we lost kind of that. There was a few moments here and there, but then they got that 75th-minute goal. And I got to admit, the last two goals for Las Vegas, the second two, they're just things of beauty. Great play, great passing. We talked about how fast they are in the turnover, and that 75th-minute goal is that. They get a turnover, they pass it in defeat, great forward movement, and he gets a shot on just like that, and we're down 3-1. It makes CU think when you when you saw it, like, why why aren't we doing that, right? I mean, like, why aren't we creating a counterattack? Because we have the players, we have the talent, so what's the missing link? Because, yes, it was a nice play, but, I mean, it's not like we – it's not like Vegas has players that we don't. We well, have – capable players right well, our guys could have defended it we needed to be in a little bit For better sure. position with the back line so they yeah great play from though. vegas they took, they took advantage of the spots that we were creating um the 90th minute goal though that's just a cracker there's not much you're going to do about that that's a beautiful goal. that's a team that's playing with confidence up 3-1 and he's just like i'm just gonna shoot it and it does it and it does what it does hey and we saw it, vincent so. company score a ridiculous goal today for I manchester mean, city sometimes you just hit it and it's just destined that's the way that goes unfortunately it's probably one of those where if that guy hits it 10 times the next 10 probably go way wide way high or maybe one dribbles to the goalie but on that day he hit it in front of the home crowd playing with confidence you're up 3-1 at that point so Might it's like well. why not Take let me hit one yeah you're playing with a little less pressure on you and he scored you got to give you got to tip your cap to it yeah you got and you give credit to Vegas for the whole game when they saw that they had that little taste of blood, they pushed very hard, and they earned their goals after that. Absolutely. They kept creating chances, and we had chances that we didn't take advantage of. Iwasa missed one. Even the Blackwood goal at the end took quite a few attempts before it actually got in the back of the net. There was a header here, a header there, a header here before Blackwood actually got it on. Absolutely. So, I mean, it didn't come easy for us, and it came easy for them, and that's the story of it. Uh, man of the match on this one, anyone you can think of? Uh, I'm going to go with Partain because, you know, he's, he's been a player that struggled with injuries. He, I thought he was playing a really good game before he scored the goal. And you know what? On a different day, maybe that's a game winner, uh, you know, before the collapse happened. But, I mean, his positioning in the box was great. He got to that far post. And you know what? That's the type of run that I haven't seen from a guy like Bonamu or a Blackwood or a Bija, yeah. some other guys. So you got to give credit. Horde played a great ball, but Partain saw an angle, saw the the back post was open. He he busted his butt to get there, and it was a nice finish. I got to give him the credit. I got to say he was the bright spot of the game. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the the, the assist partner on that. I'm gonna go with Horde. Mm -hmm. It was great to see him back in. I think it was a a game where there wasn't too many highlights from our team. Like you said, Partain's goal and and the cross are probably the two biggest highlights for us. Uh, so I'm going to go with Hoard. I think he had a decent game. If I had to do a player rating this week, which I'm not going to do because I don't have enough time with all the changeover this week, but uh, no one would be getting anything above a 7 this week because it wasn't good enough from anybody. But Hoard was my guy. Uh, any last thoughts on the Vegas game? Anything you want to add to it? I mean, it was a disappointment all around, so I kind of just want to move on from it at this point. 
Uh, yeah, I think we said enough. Um, I mean, I thought, again, it was a game where Bonomo left me wanting more from a striker. I don't think that he has shown through the games so far this season that he should be our starting center forward going forward unless he can contribute more to the attack. I know his hold-up plays is decent, it's pretty good, but, I mean, we have to have a threat in there. And Blackwood coming in, even though it was a consolation goal, him playing in a central position and scoring a goal, and he plays. he's played there a few minutes, and Bonomo's played full 90s or 75 and 80s in, you know, in, in most yeah. of the games. Uh, I, I think that... I think we need to see Bonomo sit on the bench for a game or two. Uh, he... He does well off the ball. He's not scoring, but he does well in playing the pressure, playing the the quick balls off the, playing the quick pressure. In like the middle of the field, though, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think he really does much on off the ball or on the ball in the attacking third. Though. He's created a couple of goals by getting penalties in the box. He has done that work, but you're right. I don't think he's done enough, and I think it's the Christian Isley effect from last season, where we thought it was going to be someone that was going to come in, be a tall, strong body to get in there and do more, and it just hasn't been there for me. So. I agree with you. I think he probably can sit on the bench a couple games, maybe see if he can get some training going on. I mean, maybe on. we need to see Blackwood up there. Um, you Blackwood, know, Iwasa up top would be fun. Because Blackwood, uh, I mean, if Iwasa is going to be playing in a recessed role like he has been, maybe Blackwood should be his partner up top because we saw Blackwood play in a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 as that center forward for Swope last year, and he was prolific in that position. I mean, he scored goals. He scored goals against us. Yeah. We saw it firsthand. We did. And you know what? Like, I don't know what happens in practice. We don't know what happens in practice. Unfortunately. Bonomo might look amazing in practice. He might be the clear-cut center forward. But ultimately, Casey, it's it comes down to what you do in the game. Yeah. It comes 100%. down to results in the game. And I think the fans need to see a different approach. And if we're not going to change the formation... Some of the players need to change. And I think Bonomo has registered the most minutes of any of our attacking players so far. And he has not performed, so it's a good point. Um, so we're going to stop beating the dead horse that is the <laughs> Las Vegas game because, you know, it sucked. Um, we, we are going to move on at this point. issues, I think, right? We are going to move on at this point. We're going to look ahead to Fresno. <laughs> All right, guys, so a uh, quick turnaround from our loss on the road to Vegas. We have another road game coming at you. Midweek, so Wednesday, don't forget, it will be on TV, I believe, ESPN Plus for sure, but... Might be on Channel 58. Yeah. Check the local listings, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a quick turnaround, so at Fresno, it's another road game, back-to-back. I kind of think it's good that we're playing quickly after that bad loss against Vegas. You want to get that game out of your system. You Definitely. don't want to stew on it for a week. You just want to play. It's like a shot. You want to take it quick. Get it out, get it done. However, we are playing a team that's playing pretty well this season. Fresno is the, actually the only undefeated team left in the Western Conference. Yeah. They've won three, they've tied four, but they have not lost. They've won one at home, they've drawn twice at home. So they're not just, I guess, having, they're not undefeated with all wins or anything like that, but they haven't lost. So they are a tough side to beat, obviously. I think it's going to be an extremely tough game. They're coming off a big win, 4-2 over Monarchs. So they're obviously confident. They're scoring goals. They're unbeaten. I mean, man, they're at home. 
I think they smell blood in the water. Absolutely. Because we're coming on a terrible run of form. What are your thoughts going into this game? I think we need the rebound, like you said. I think the team needs to forget Vegas. We need to get out there, and we need to try to get three points from this and salvage something from this little set of road games we've had. Um, they're a strong team, though. They have not failed to score yet. They are putting the ball in the back of the net. They're undefeated, which means they're holding a good line and are being strong defensively. And it's something that we're going to run into a big challenge down there. And they've had good results against good teams, too. I mean, they they tied New Mexico. They beat Rio Grande Grande Valley. They beat, uh, you know, they've tied OC. They've tied Phoenix. Like, they, I think this is a very tough challenge. You know, sometimes... You go to Vegas, and Vegas gets the best of you, and I think uh, the boys in red found that out the hard way. So you got to come back strong. But, again, this is a tough team to beat. They play a 4-4-2 normally, um, which maybe we should try out. We'll see. Um, but yeah, mentioned that a few times, yeah. Uh, Fresno's been a team that's been notorious for having some of our old players. Uh, Christian Chaney. Doing terrific with uh, five appearances. Coming off two goals, two goal games, so maybe he'll get a start. Uh, But yeah, that's a familiar face and name. Um, One player that I I always look for is Kafa. Juan Pablo Kafa has been one of the best players in the USL for years. He's been around the league too. He's been on a few different USL teams. And he tore us a new one last year. I remember on the road. He, he can scored. put a ball in from distance too, just like yeah. we saw in Vegas. He's he can, a creative he can get player. A cracker like that in on you, so he's a creative player. So if they do play that four four two, look for Kafa to be that second striker. They like to play him in a recessed role because he is a little bit creative. He has that good outside shot. Yeah, they're a very forward thinking team. They have a great forward pass accuracy. They like to move the ball out wide and spread it to those wings. Playing in that 4-4-2, they are able to get those fullbacks up a little bit and still have the protection defensively in the midfield. So it's going to be a tough midfield battle for the Republic, especially after such a poor performance. They're going to really have to come in. And if Villarreal's back in there, we're going to have to see guys like that dominate that midfield and really control it because guys like Kafa can really take advantage of an open midfield. Yeah, not only that, but they've only given up seven goals. And we talked about that they've played some of the top teams. They were able to hold New Mexico to a goal. I mean, look, we're having problems scoring goals. I know we scored two last game, but if you take away the four that we scored at home, I mean, our goal scoring record is not good on the season. You said it was one something, one point something. Since uh, since Elliott's taken over the team, we're scoring on average of 1.3 goals a game. It's not good enough. That's that's not good. I mean. Even though we had a really good season last year, finishing second in the table, we were the second worst attacking side that made the playoffs. Well, we did and, it defensively, absolutely. Yeah, and then ultimately in the playoffs, we lost in a game where we needed to score goals. I mean, you can't rely every game on the shutout we from s- from our defense. I mean, we have a really good defense, and we we're going to get Vegas, clean though. sheets. We saw that in Vegas. Yeah. Once it fails, it fails bad, and there's nothing you can do. We're going to get clean sheets, but this is a game. And soccer is a game where you put a team, one player gets one shot, he cracks it. Sometimes it's indefensible. You can play solid all game, but rebounds, corner kicks. I mean, we know how this game is played. You just have to score goals, and we aren't scoring them right now. And we're going on the road against a team that is scoring goals and is not giving them up. 
It's going to be a tough game. Let's say you, right? <laughs> it's going to be a tough game. I think the the Elliot has to come in this with a different mindset. It has to come in that we need to start getting results. We can't just play these dragged out one nil games. And so we'll see if the Elliot has a response to that. We will talk about that a little bit later at the end. Kind of want to talk about maybe, you know, going into this game. How much is it going to matter if we get three points? Because we've dropped a lot on the road and we're dropping in the table. Oh, I think Fresno's it's huge. sitting at six, but we're sitting at like twelfth now. It's got to be a result, right? We've got to get something out of this. Oh yeah, I think it's huge. Right now, there are five teams on eleven points, uh, and we're not. We're we're actually right in the middle. We're we're the same distance. We're actually closer to the bottom than we are to the top at this very moment. So. I mean, it's still early man, in the season. The three points it's not really is that too much, no, man. but it's huge, man. Uh, I mean, look, I think I'd be happy with a draw because tough it's game. a tough team tough on the road, okay? And you're coming off a bad loss, so a positive result would be fine. But don't get it twisted. You don't want to start dropping multiple games in a row. We're on a bad run of form, but we need to turn that around. We say that it's early, and you're right, it is early. But the season doesn't care. Three points are three points. It doesn't matter if you earn those three points at the beginning, the middle, or the end. They all add up at the end. Last year, we lost seven games. We're on three yeah. losses right now. Yeah. So if we lose here in the next week or two, what, one more even, game. We're, we're like already third way through. Yeah, that, we're so. already on pace to have more losses than last year by a lot, you know? So you don't want to get into that, uh, we, we lost. And now we lost again, and now we tied at home yeah, again. 100%. Because we're not getting wins at home either. Yeah, This is a big game, in my opinion. It is. I mean, I, I can agree with you. You know, it's a game where we have to get at least a result, like you said. A draw, it's not great, but at least it's a point. Because we're dropping a lot, and we're kind of losing the pack. And we're going to see within the next month, I think, is a good number. We're going to start seeing the pack formulate the bottom and the top, and we really want to be in that race for the top. We don't want to see ourselves drop down there. So speaking of the of the draw or the win, what's your score prediction on this one? What do you think we're going to get the result? Do you think we're going to draw? What, what are you thinking? Uh, honestly, I don't think we're going to win, and I can't see us drawing this game either. I think we're going to lose unless, unless some things change. I, I just don't think the team is in a good spot right now. I don't think the player – I can't say that there's one or two players that are that are playing very well right now. Yes, we can talk about Partain and Horde, but they're not even players that have been regulars for our lineup. For the first time all season, our keeper has hit a bad run of form. Our defensive line, who have been stout most of the season, the last couple of seasons – are coming off a four goal against game like it just seems nothing like nothing is going working. well yeah. right it now we're like not scoring working. goals we're not stopping goals so hey i think we lose 2-1 ouch 2-1 uh yeah that, i think this is the first time i predicted a loss at least this season but yeah um what do you think um go ahead and be the good guy i am i'm going to i'm going to try to stay positive here i'm going to go with the 1-0 like i did last game I think don't Elliot, you feel like when you say that you're going with the 1-0, you're like almost willing it to happen? Well, it's Elliot's style right now, and I feel like <laughs> we'll talk about this on the next part we're going to move into. It's Elliot's style right now. I feel, feel like he wants to win game, I feel like he wants to win games 1-0, and if we're going to win it, we're going to win it 1-0 because <laughs> he wants to get a goal, and then he wants the guys uh, to sit back and absorb pressure, and we don't look like we're doing anything. Like, I don't know. 
For well, I'll me, tell you what. I hope you're right. For me, it's a one nil, and that's like it's wishful thinking. It really is. Um, but I hope you're right. Let's stay positive. One nil. I hope we win four nil. We need John here. John would have been like, "We're gonna win three nil, and it's gonna be great." So um, yeah, he stays positive on this more than anybody else. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's uh, let's move into the next one now that we know what we're gonna do on that. Um, let's get into the good stuff. It's it's gonna be kind of a predicted eleven, but we're also gonna talk about. Does Elliot need to do more in our opinions, and what does he need to do to make this team better? I'll, I'll let you go first. Like, what do you All mean? right, so Elliot had an inter- interview with Indomitable City a couple weeks ago or a week ago, yep. and what I found interesting in that interview is that he said, you know, I want to rotate some players because the season's going to heat up. We're going to start playing a lot of games. you got to keep players fresh. you got to rotate the players, keep them active. Yeah. But I think we need to win games. We need to get points. First and first. for me, I don't think we really know who our starting 11 is because our starting 11 through, what is it, eight games now is, has not been good enough. We haven't seen any consistency. Our, our starting 11 is not a playoff team so far. So more importantly than rotating players, I think it's gut check time, man. Which players, which 11 players are going to step up? So, when you say, does Elliot need to do more? I don't like that response by him because it sounds like he's fairly comfortable in how we're playing. And I don't know a Republic fan out there that's comfortable watching what we've been seeing. It's been bad the last few games, especially the Portland But game, it has been bad all season. Game. If you take away our four-goal win, yeah, I mean, what have we done? I, I mean, also had that hat-trick thriller that kind of gave everyone this false hope of that. And in preseason, we did have a little bit more... We did look a little bit better going forward, but, I mean, it's always hard to judge in preseason, too. We didn't look good against Stanford, even in a preseason, even in a friendly. We didn't even win that comfortably. Like, I think that it's time to find a starting 11 that works, and that goes for tactics, too. We've been playing the 4-2-3-1 all season, the 4-3-3, whatever. It's a one forward. I don't don't know if Awasa is a playmaking number 10 like he's been – put in that position he was our center forward last year and he was up near the top in terms of goal scorers we know he can put the ball in the back of the net maybe it's time to put him back into a more comfortable position absolutely you know Bonomo hasn't been good enough we talked about it he's not getting enough shots on the frame he's not creating enough chances we got to see a little bit more from our wide players other than Warner, Blackwood still begging a little bit on his chances. Uh, Bijev has been hurt, but even when he was healthy, hadn't been producing. He's been a step off the whole season. Do we need to move into a 4-4-2? Uh, we've talked about this before. Bonomo, I think his, his strength is a striker in a 4-4-2 because in a 4-4-2, you're playing a little bit more direct. Yeah, you're playing a little bit. You can say ugly. And you have that partner to lay it off to. You can yes, that you got that hold-up play. You can lay it out. Yeah. But when you're a single high striker, it's really hard to hold the ball up unless your second striker, Awasa, is really close to you. And I just think his positioning is a little bit further back of the pitch than I want to see. I want to see Cam Awasa. What formation go, are you going with? I mean, I'm okay with a 4-2-3-1. In fact, I like that formation. But if it's not working, it's not working. So if we're going to stay that way, put a was up top or put Blackwood up there and see if that works. But I think a 4-4-2 might be better just because 
if we're gonna have three center midfielders, we gotta be we gotta have more creativity in the middle. Yeah. And we don't play. We looked at the numbers. Look at the passing statistics. Our center backs play the ball more than our center midfielders. Yeah. So if we're bypassing them all together, why have three? Why not have two and then have a second forward up there where we can play a little bit more direct? Maybe it's a little uglier, maybe not. But still, at least we're pushing the ball further up the pitch. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that we need to change the tactic completely because I don't think the 4-2-3-1 is fitting the players that we have, in my opinion. I think, you know, a 4-4-2 or even a 4-3-3, that's kind of what I've been looking at recently. And um, what I think in the 4-3-3 would work for us is it offers the players what they want to be able to do right now. So you do get Iwasa and Bonomo up top. You can play them in kind of a triangle up top and sit like a Villarreal behind them. Villarreal has had great passing. Abonimo lays it off to Villarreal. Villarreal plays it back to either Iwasa or Bonomo. You have that triangle to play up top. Mm -hmm. You're going to play that same triangle in the middle using a guy like Horde, Warner, and Sari. And you play that triangle in the middle and let those guys kind of dominate the little middle a little bit more. And we've had a solid back line in Tainter, Kynan, and Gomez yeah. and McCrary. So I would play that as a four. I would quit tinkering around with it. That would be my four, and I'd solidify My only argument against the 4 3 is the 4 one basically is a 4-3-3. I mean... It Especially is. with how high Blackwood has been playing on the pitch when you look at the heat maps and everything like that. I mean, I if still, if it's a 4-3-3, I think you put a Wasset or Blackwood at forward, and then you put a guy like Partain maybe underneath them as that center midfielder. But I, I don't... put Partain in, So in one, one argument for maybe looking for to a 4-4-2 is that we don't get enough wide play from our yeah. fullbacks, okay? So Gomez, yes, last game he was active and made a couple of good runs, which was nice to see. But our fullbacks are not producing in the attacking third. So if you go to a more traditional 4-4-2 and you put a guy like Werner and then you put a guy like Horde on the opposite side, you're getting more traditional wing play up and down the pitch with that crossing ability. When we've attacked this year, we haven't shown that we can attack with creativity through the middle part of the field, and we haven't shown that we can create through crosses and finish and getting on the end of crosses. So it's almost like let's commit to one or the other Absolutely. and kind of go from there, in my opinion. The 4-4-2 is great. I did talk about that a little bit earlier if you watched the first video, first part of this video. It would be a good lineup for us. Um, it would allow us to have the big guys up top. I would probably put Bonomo and Iwasa up top and let them play off each other. It does off, allow two bigger guys up. Iwasa can make the runs off the back that we want to see. Then put, like, you know, Warner and Skundrich and those guys in the midfield and allow them to play the balls forward. I think it would offer a great option for us. The other thing is to move into a back three. With the defenders that we have, you can go to a back three, then put Gomez and maybe, like, Horde on the wings out back playing in those wing back positions and taking them out of the fullback and into the wing back and playing that. So that's even an option right now yeah. that could see us actually being aggressive, especially against teams like Vegas that we should be beating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, whatever it is, I think something needs to change just for the mentality because we're on a bad run of form. We're not scoring goals. Like, the guys need a different approach, Absolutely. in my opinion. It needs to shake something up over there. And I think this is a critical time for Simon Elliott because, hey, look, we're a fan base that's unlike any other fan base in the USL. We have MLS aspirations, but we expect a lot. And maybe it's because we won a championship in our first season. I don't know. We need to be in the playoffs but like, every season. But, like, making the playoffs still isn't good enough for us, right? Like, we need to be a threat. Yeah. 
like last Absolutely. year, we got second place. We lost in the first round of the playoffs. It felt like a failure. Like uh, it felt like a failure of a season. It did. It Maybe was. most fan bases would have been thrilled. You know, it's finishing second, which you know it was a good season, but we still felt like it was empty. And we need to see more attacking play. Obviously, we need to see wins. Absolutely. We need to see results. But look, let's be honest. You cannot sustain wins without scoring goals. Yeah. Period. And, and we kind of talked about this in the State of the Republic where, you know, what's better? Is it better to defend well and, and not let anything in all season and just I'm glad I'm glad out, you brought this up because I, I didn't get my opinion and, about or it. Or is it, you know, a better to score? Sometimes you have to go for games, in my opinion. You have to go for games sometimes. And we're not going for games. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to give my opinion on that when I was I was giving my opinion while watching while watching it since I couldn't be here last week. And it's like, why can't we be both? Why can't we be a stout, dominant, defensive team that doesn't allow very many goals and score goals? Like, why can't we win games 2 nothing instead of great. instead of 1-0 or 2-1? I mean, why can't we That's win a game 2-0? Like, we were just playing how many times? We were just playing no, devil's know, advocate there. But, but yeah. how many times have we seen in the last couple of years a 2-0 win, a 3-0? It's always like we nick one. It's always a 2-1, a 3-2. A 1-0. And you know what? That's okay. If the results are there, look, I like I like attacking I like attacking football, okay? Who doesn't? It's it's more fun to watch. But least. I want to see us win. I don't, I would rather us win 1-0 than tie 3-3. Absolutely. Even if that 3-3 game is thrilling, those results after time get frustrating, yeah. you know, when you can't stop opponents. But we can be both, man. I don't think that you have to be one or the other. Look at Liverpool, your favorite team. You have to be a balanced team. Look, to look at your favorite team. Liverpool is a dominant defensive team. Yeah. They have a defender who is arguably the best player in the Premier League. They have four, always four good defenders. Alexander-Arnold, Robertson are great attacking wide fullbacks, but they always do their job yeah. defensively. Van Dyke, those guys defend, but they score a ton of goals too. Yeah. Well, the and, team does, excuse me. And that's what you can say about any top teams around exactly. Europe. Exactly. You at can Man have City, both. Look at Ajax right now. Look at, you know, Juventus. Look at Barcelona that just smashed Liverpool. I mean, they all have that. They all have a great threat going forward, but then they're also somewhat solid in the back. <laughs> Maybe Barcelona a little less than others, but most of them are very solid teams in the yeah, back. Yeah, you don't have to be title. you don't have to be a creative attacking team and give up defensive defensive uh, breakdowns you know like we don't have to I guess commit men forward to get a better end result is what I'm saying positioning yeah. a philosophy I don't think we have a philosophy like when we get the ball what what are we trying to do I guess is well and we need a we need a player another player like I lost someone that's actually playing for the crest and that actually cares like I don't want to say the guys don't, but it doesn't look like it on the field. I mean, I think a guy like Blackwood team. loves, you know, Blackwood and Bijev. I think they're, I think they give it their all. I, I think for them, I, I think individually it's different. Blackwood's getting back to the club. Last year he played in a different position. Bijev has been hurt a lot the last two yeah. seasons for us. Uh, but I don't know, man. It, it comes from the top, and I wonder. This isn't. We're not there yet, but I wonder 
if we have a bad couple weeks here, let's say we don't get a result in Fresno. Let's say we get knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup. What if we lose to Reno twice next week? Look, I think there will be some chirps coming for a coaching change. Ah, I can already hear the hashtags flying look, now. So it's We're not there yet, but these things can change. We're not a two-side. We are a standalone USL club that Absolutely. made moves in the offseason trying to win a championship. Yeah. If we're sitting outside the top ten in June... Something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. You, we we can't another. say that the season is a long season. We can't keep doing that because right now we're almost a third of the way through. You know what I'm saying, fam? It's just not good enough, blood. Yeah. It's just, it's going it's to get to This turned into a, Arsenal fan gonna TV real It's going to get full on there, you know, blood? It's going to get full on. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. this is getting a little bit long, so let's wrap up. Let's do a final thought, uh, kind of everything we talked about today. If you weren't with us for the whole video, we're going to kind of talk about everything. So go real quick. Just a couple yeah, minutes. I mean, I think uh, I'm trying to speak for the fan base right now. Uh, frustrating times. Um, we we got to see more. We got to see a win, uh, a surprise. Show us something. Show us that, you know, this is a bad run of form and not what we can expect to see. Because we gotta see more, we gotta see better results, we gotta see goals, and uh, ultimately, I think I'm just uh, frustrated like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, a bad Las Vegas loss, uh, bad couple weeks, bad three weeks now, uh, not good enough overall. Like I said, I, I don't want to say anyone there's not necessarily playing for the crest, but I just don't feel like the team is really behind what they're doing out there. I don't feel like the team is really feeling what Elliot's doing. I feel like it's just there's something not firing amongst the whole situation over there in the Sac Republic camp right now. So that's worrying to me. I don't want to push any early hashtags or anything like that. But I, think, it's, doing it. I think we're starting <laughs> to smell a little smoke, so we have to figure out something in order to turn this around. 12th place at a third of the season is not not good enough so all right guys appreciate you watching this everything has been uh we know. need to know your thoughts i mean it's time to sound off give us your opinions something needs to change obviously what do you think needs to change personnel tactics let us know we want to hear your feedback i know you're probably tired of me saying the same things over and over again yeah there's a lot to talk about in this one so definitely put your comments down below uh we're on facebook and twitter and old Glo uh, at old glory red report we're on instagram at old glory red as well so check us out there if you're watching this on youtube of course do the thumbs up and all that it'll be a podcast on the beautiful game network and now that i did all that thanks for joining me mark we're gonna sign off peace <laughs>